Where am I? Where are we? <laughs> Who am I? What am I? <laughs> We're friends. Oh dear. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's the way I like it. <laughs> Mr. Engineer, you know, he's got to get used to the things around here. Hey, everybody, welcome. Welcome, friends, to another edition of Sounds Like Radio. I am your humble host. Today, we're getting back on track with the great Gildersleeve, as we do here every week on Sounds Like Radio. Today, from October 3rd, 1951, we've got a great Gildersleeve where Gildersleeve, well, he, he suggests... Uh, uh, a little constructive criticism might be good for the Jolly Boys in the Jolly Boys Club. You see, Gildy uh, wishes to be re-elected as the Jolly Boys president. He's got to come up with good ideas, so them boys gonna elect him. Oh, they want he wants to be re-elected. Well, constructive criticism sounds like a good idea, but we're gonna find out today. If the Jolly Boys take it well here on the Great Gildersleeve. Now, friends, I gotta tell you something. Today's show was such an unusual plot, I can't think of any songs that would go with it. So you know what I did? <laughs> I did actually one of my favorite things to do. Pick out some of my favorite songs and play them for you just because I like them. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, here's one of them songs. Here's Dinah Shore from her album, Dinah Down Home. Dinah, take it away. Free and easy, that's my style. How'd it do me? Watch me smile Fare well me After a while Cause I got a road And any place I hang my hat Is whole
place you're gonna hang your hat is home to you. Well, that's Donna for you. You know, she don't really much care about her surroundings. As long as she gets to hang her hat, she's gonna be happy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I like to wear a hat. I wear a hat every time I step out the door, but I can't say that anywhere I hang my hat is home because I've hung my hat in some real strange places, and I'm glad I'm glad not to call them home. <laughs> oh, well, Donna, sure, you know, she feels a little differently. Now, once upon a time, uh, back in 1962, uh, there was a very strange, uh, awful, dare I say, awful, yes, I dare, it was a strange and awful film. But what was even stranger is that it had a beautiful opening theme song. Yeah. It was so beautiful, Andy Williams, he decided he liked it, and he was going to sing the words to this really nice melody. The song I'm talking is called More. Here's Andy Williams to sing the theme for Mondo Kane. Don't watch the movie, but listen to Andy Williams sing the theme More. How do you like today's show so far? When I when I'm just playing some songs just because I like them, you know. Uh, you know I can't think of songs that go with today's plot. I mean, uh, you try to think of a song that goes with constructive criticism. <laughs> there just aren't a lot of songs with constructive criticism as its subject. So we're just uh, we're just freewheeling here on Sounds Like Radio, playing you some good music that I think you're gonna like. Well, speaking of good music, in 1961, 
The Andrews sisters, they got together to make a stereo album. Yeah, they wanted to make a stereo version of their greatest hits, and they did so. In 1961, one of those songs was called, one of their hits was called, Beat Me Daddy, Eight to the Bar. Here are the Andrews sisters. I think so. Oh, wait a minute. That's not right. There they go. I'll have it sooner or later. Here are the Andrews sisters. You know, the old gals didn't sound bad, did they? There you have it. The Andrews sisters, as they recorded in stereo, their big hits from the 1940s. The Andrews sisters singing, Beat Me Daddy, Eight to the Bar. That's from the album Andrews Sisters' Greatest Hits in Stereo. Ah, Now there's a title. (laughs) Well, you know, stereo was a big deal back in the early 60s. I can remember buying and looking at albums when I was a kid, and you would often see two versions of the same album. One version would be in mono, and then you'd turn it over and you read the small details, then you'd find another version of the same album recorded in stereo, and they'd have a, a clear explanation of what stereo means and how there's no degradation in sound, and the, each, each side would be beautiful, and, you know, there was a, they had to explain what stereo would be. And so I remember, yeah, surely back in 1961, stereo was a big thing. I wonder if stereo was a big thing for Jimmy Dean. Did he eat his breakfasts and his sausage skillets while listening to his stereo? I'm Jimmy Dean, and uh, you can still have a good breakfast in these busy times. And this is the way you do it. Put it in a skillet and cook it. Isn't that simple? We hope you'll gather around the table and include Jimmy Dean. I'm Jimmy Dean, and uh, you can still have a good breakfast in really? these busy times. How do I do that? And this is the way you do it. How? Put it in a skillet uh-huh. and cook it. Isn't uh-huh. that simple? That's we simple. We hope you'll gather around the table and include Jimmy Dean. 
You know, Jimmy, I think I got it. Don, Jimmy, stop. Stop. I got the message already. Oh, my. Jimmy Dean, you know, once he starts talking about his sausage skillet, he just can't stop. Well, Jimmy Dean, we like to hear you you talking about sausage skillets. Yeah, sure. Yeah, right. But I really want to hear you sing a song. How about a song like, uh, oh, how about a biggie you did called Steel Men? Here's Jimmy Dean and Steel Men. Steel Men. Hey. Working on a bridge of steel. Working on a bridge of steel. Out on the rocky western coast of Vancouver by the sea. At a place that's known as Second Narrows, they were building a bridge of steel. Well, they hammered and they cut and they riveted, and the welding torches were bright. Making a strap on a river's back, sweat a pouring from day to night. Steel men, working on a bridge to cross that water. Steel men, working on a bridge of steel. Well, it happened on the 18th day of June, back in 1950 plus eight. People were fishing from the shore, the day was getting late. Now the wind was tugging at the maple trees, but a steel man knows no fear. If somebody wanted to bridge the Pacific, well, a steel man would be there. Steel man, working on a bridge to cross that water. Steel man, working on a bridge of steel. Well, all of a sudden, now the wind picked up and it blew as hard as it could. And that steel bridge swayed like a leaf in the breeze and it snapped like a stick of wood. Now the girders buckled and the rivets broke and the water heard the cry. And that steel bridge shook off the working men like a hound dog shakes off flies. Steel men, working on a bridge to cross on a bridge of steel. Eighteen men just as hard as nails and as eager as a brand new bride. And as the clock on the tower said a quarter of four, all eighteen had died. Steel men, working on a bridge to cross that water. Steel men, working on a bridge of steel. Wife and daughter steel men living and dying by steel living and dying by steel living and dying by steel uh Jimmy Dean, Jimmy Dean from the Sausage Man himself singing. You know, he he did a lot of singing back in the early days. A very good entertainer. He had his own television show. Yeah, and he recorded a whole lot of records. And then later on, when he got done tired of, of recording songs, he started selling sausage. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you know, that was Jimmy Dean. <laughs> Sometimes he could be rascally. Yeah. Oh, well, speaking of rascally, oh, we got Gildersleeve in a tough position today as he's running for re-election of the Jolly Boys. He wants to be president once again. Let's listen to it now from October 3rd of 1951. Let's listen now to The Great Gildersleeve. The Kraft Foods Company presents Willard Waterman as The Great Gildersleeve. Great Gildersleeve is brought to you partially transcribed by the Kraft Foods Company. And Kraft, you know, makes the famous pasteurized processed cheese food, Velveeta. Get a package or loaf of Velveeta tomorrow and enjoy the cheese food of top quality, Velveeta, made only by Kraft. Perhaps.
Perhaps the three most important things in the life of the great Gildersleeve are his fine little family, his respected position as water commissioner of Summerfield, and the high office of president of the Jolly Boys Club, which, by the way, is holding its annual election tonight. I can hardly wait for the Jolly Boys meeting this evening. Should I step down as president and pass the reins to other hands? No. It's fun to be reelected, and it's so popular these days. Yeah, George, Mr. President, what you need is one of Peavy's good cigars. Hello, Peavy. Hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. <laughs> what can I do for you this afternoon? Yeah, give me a good cigar. One of those El Presidentes. Yeah, well. It's election night at the Jolly Boys Club, you know. Yes, I know. Under the circumstances, uh, don't you want to take along a handful of cigars, Mr. President? You why? Well, I imagine you want to be reelected. Peavy, I don't want to have to buy my jokes. There's no question about my being reelected. You don't say. Of course, I have asked myself I shouldn't step down and let someone else have the honor. But you decided against that. You have, yes. I've been a very popular president. You, Chief Gates, Floyd, and the judge are all my friends. Mm, yes. We've got a fine club, Peavy. I think so. In the past year, we've had a lot of fun together. There's no reason why I shouldn't be reelected. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. Peavy. <laughs> the judge posed an interesting question this afternoon. You? He wanted to know what you've done as president. You what I've done? What a sneaky thing to bring up. Well, I couldn't answer him either. What is there for the president to do, except lead the songs and clean up after the meetings? Well, the judge seemed to think that an organization should do something besides just make a lot of noise. Yo, he did. He thinks the club should do something worthwhile. The old goat. I can see through him. He's just trying to get himself elected. That could be. He bought a handful of cigars and he doesn't smoke. (laughs) Dirty fool. Give me a box of cigars, Peavy. I'll make him smoke. Yeah, well. Peavy, you're not interested in being president, are you? No, I'd rather just sell the cigars. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what old Judge Hooker's scheme is. Well, it's essential to take more than cigars to win this election. Hello, Marjorie. Bronco. Oh, Mr. Gildersleeve. Unky, I just took a phone call for you. You did? Uh-huh. It was Judge Hooker. What did he want? Well, when you go to the Jolly Boys meeting, he wanted you to be sure to bring the gavel. You gavel-happy lawyer. Well, I'll take it. But he isn't going to get his hands on it. Was something wrong between you and the judge, Mr. Gildersleeve? Nothing wrong with me, Bronco. I just don't like pushy people who always want to be at the head of things. Oh, I get it. This is the night the Jolly Boys elect a new president. <laughs> well, it's election night, all right. Are you getting worried, Unky? Me? Not at all. I can see the judge coming up to the meeting with some trick idea to get himself elected. He always gets on these improvement kicks. He isn't the only one who can use his head. Oh? Well, what did you have in mind, Mr. Gildersleeve? Well, I'll think of something to top the judge. The thing to do now is have an early dinner and get down there. Bertie! Good evening, Mr. Gildersleeve. You call me? Yeah, Bertie, could we have dinner a little early? It's all ready. We're just waiting for Leroy. Oh, where is that boy? He hasn't come home from football practice. Oh, my goodness. Of course, if you're in a hurry, we can start. No, we'll wait. Unky wants to get to the Jolly Boys early, Bertie. There's an election. There? Uh, give Mr. Gildersleeve some brain food this evening, Bertie. He has to outsmart the judge. <laughs> Bronco, you make it sound as though the judge and I are feuding. Well? Granted, there's a friendly rivalry for the presidency of the club, but it's no more than that. Remember the Jolly Boys motto? All for one and one for all. Let's eat, Bertie. Yes, sir. I know you want to get out of that club where it's all for one and one for all. Of course, on election night, I guess it's every man for himself. No, but... Yes, sir, the Jolly Boys Club is all for one and one for all, except on election night, and then it's every man for himself. Yeah, all right, Mr. Gilsey, you know when it's all for one and one for all, it's the Jolly Boys. Yes, That's Bertie. right, on election night, then it's every man for himself. <laughs> yes, yes. Gee, I 
wish there was some way I could help you tonight, Unky. Well, all I need is some constructive idea that the Jolly Boys will go for. Hi, everybody. Dinner ready? Leroy, dinner's been ready for some time. Put it on, Bertie. You better wash, Leroy. I showered at the gym. How can a guy get dirty in three blocks? Yeah, all right. Let's everybody sit down. Hey! One, two, three, hey! Leroy, stop stiff-arming the chairs. Okay. Catch up, everybody. Hot dishes. Mmm, smells good, Bertie. Yes, sir. I got the parquet. Put the hot biscuits by me, Bertie. I want to show Uncle how to pass a football. Don't you go kicking my hot biscuits around, Leroy. Leroy, let's forget football. And why were you so late this evening? Well, after scrimmage, we had a meeting, Unc. Our coach figures we can improve. Yeah, undoubtedly. We get together for group criticism. Group criticism? Yeah, boy, is it keen. Tonight we worked on tackling. We take turns tackling, and the other guys on the team point out the mistakes. I don't see any bruises, Leroy. Heck no, I was busy pointing out mistakes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Pays off, Unc. I bet we don't lose a game. Like the coach says, no team is better than the individual players. Self-improvement, that's the key. Self-improvement, cooperation, teamwork. Say, that sounds pretty good. Uh, you must have a smart coach, Leroy. I'm telling you, he's sharp. That's why he's keeping us late after practice. We watch the plays, and if we see a guy do something wrong, we tell him. Well, don't some of the players resent that, Leroy? Well, coach says that any man who can't take criticism can get off the team. But if you can take criticism, you'll be a better man because of it. Hmm. Honest criticism. Self-improvement. Unky, Leroy may have an idea you can use with the Jolly Boys. Yeah, I'm way ahead of you, Marjorie. Leroy, I have to get to the meeting. Pass the biscuits. Sure. Not through the air. Looks like everybody's getting here early. Not up, Gildick. We're waiting. The old judge. I bet he brought his dinner. Well, hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. Hello, Phoebe. Hi, fellows. Well, here comes the incumbent now. Hello, Chief. Did you say incumbent or incompetent? <laughs> now, Floyd. I'm just kidding, Commission. Say, it's a little cloudy up here. Yes, we're all smoking cigars. Compliments of the judge. Yeah, I know, Pete. Well, shall we get this important meeting underway now that our tardy president is here? <laughs> judge, I'm not tardy. Well, obviously I wasn't. I've been here for an hour and a half. I brought my dinner. Mm, he's after me, all right. <laughs> I'm very anxious to present the members with an idea I have for the betterment of the club. We all have ideas, Judge. At least I do. Ah, the heck with that unimportant stuff. Let's get around the piano and sing a song. Yes, let's sing something with a good bass. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> well, as quartet leader and club president, I suggest we sing Hail to the Chief. Oh, why don't we sing something like Harvest Moon? Harvest Moon? Well, let's make up our minds, man. Yeah, let's sing and think about it later. There is a tavern in the town. No! <laughs> no, no, let's try something new. The club has to be more progressive than in the past. You don't stand. Hey, here's a modern little number from 1910. By the light of the silvery moon. <laughs> well, it's not new, but it's good. Give us the chord, Floyd. Take it, gang. By the light of the silvery moon. Let's sing another one. Yeah, no, no, Floyd. Floyd, fellows, this is a business meeting. There's an election tonight. 
Okay, let's elect the president and get back to singing. <laughs> yes, Gilda, wrap your gavel. And before the nominations, I'd like to have the floor for about uh, half an hour. Hey, judge, there'll be no filibustering. But I will grab the gavel. The jolly boys will now come to order. Thank you, Gilda. Hello, jolly boys. There has been a sore need for... Hey, just a minute, Judge. Just a minute. Gildy, I asked for the floor first. No, you didn't. I asked myself for it on the way down tonight. <laughs> Gildy? Hey, the commission's getting pretty sharp on his elementary procedure, ain't he? Yeah, thank you, Floyd. <laughs> Fellow members of the club, I've given a lot of thought lately to how we can become a better club. Group, Peavy, what are you doing? Opening a coke. Yilford. <laughs> now then, as I was about to say, in order to justify its existence... A club must go forward, always onward and upward. Hear, hear. Yeah, thank you. Now then, in order for any individual or organization to improve, they must first recognize their shortcomings and correct them. Sometimes it's hard for the individual to see his own faults. He has to be told about them. And we're all such good friends, we can tell each other. Hey, what's this? What are we going to tell each other? We'll tell each other our personal faults, Floyd. Oh. Frank, honest criticism can lead to only one thing, self-improvement. And that means we improve the club. Commissioner, that's a very inspiring thought. Well, this is the kind of stuff you can expect from me next year, if I'm president. Yelda, I congratulate you. It sounds like a noble experiment. Yeah, glad you agree, Judge. Well, I know I ain't perfect. I'd appreciate it if some guy told me what's wrong with me. That's the right attitude, Floyd. Yeah, I have nothing to hide. <laughs> Good. We'll now consider the club an open forum. Who wants to be the first to invite criticism? Yeah, I'll submit myself. Who would care to be the first to criticize? You speak up. Remember, we're trying to improve the club. Floyd? Uh, well... Miss, you're an all right guy. Well, that's hardly a criticism, Floyd. <laughs> Let's see if you can't think of something. Chief? Commissioner, all I can say is it's a privilege to be associated with a man of your caliber. Yeah. Phoebe, <laughs> you've known me a long time. I'm in your store every day. What do you have to say about me? Mr. Gildersleeve, the customer is always right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, Judge, I know you came here tonight with a lot on your chest. Fire away. Gildy, I have only one comment to make. I think that this evening you are displaying splendid leadership. Well, that's very sporting of you to admit that, Judge. But we're not accomplishing our purpose. We all have faults, however small. Boy, I can think of things to criticize about every one of you. Yeah, like what? <laughs> well, Floyd, you don't take life seriously. You're always clowning. You have a juvenile outlook. Who's a juvenile? <laughs> no, Floyd. Well, I'm leaving anybody here. Well, Floyd, since we're asking for criticism, at times you do seem to shirk responsibility. Oh, yeah? Well, you're asking for it, too. At times you're exactly what the commission calls you behind your back. A nosy old goat. <laughs> He does, eh? Yeah, We're after honest criticism, Judge. Well, if we want to be perfectly honest, we could mention plenty of things wrong with you, you big windbag. Windbag! <laughs> chief, am I a windbag? No, Commissioner. Yeah, come on out with the Chief. Let's not beat around the bush. Let's not be mealy-mouthed the way you usually are. Oh. Well, Mr. Gildersleeve, if you put it that way, for a man who has precious little to say, you... Do like to hear yourself talk. Oh. <laughs> I do not. And yet he does, blowhard. <laughs> what is that, Pete? I refuse to answer on the grounds that it might tend to incriminate me. Peavy, you're just as bad as the judge. Yeah, I am not. And what's so wrong with me, Mr. Peavy? Well, you... Like I said, Hooker, you're nosy. Well, I don't have to stay here to be insulted. Nor do I. Good night. 
gentlemen. Good night to you, too. Wait a minute. Fellows, let's come to order. This isn't improving the club. You ain't got a club. <laughs> and another way you could improve Floyd is to stop saying eight. Well, there may not be a club, but I'm still president. The Great Gildersleeve will be back in just a minute. Every homemaker knows that planning three good meals a day can be quite a job. But planning for the unscheduled meals, all those snacks for family and unexpected guests, can be even more difficult, can't it? And that's what I'd like to help you with. I'd like to suggest that you make it a habit to keep a two-pound loaf of Velveeta in your refrigerator and see if that doesn't help the snack problem at your house. So be sure you get the cheese food of finest quality. Look for the yellow box with the blue letters that spell Velveeta. Well, last night, the great Gildersleeve thought he had a fine platform on which to be re-elected president of the Jolly Boys Club. Main plank in his platform was self-improvement through group criticism. But when put to the test, the plank gave way. And as you might suspect, the water commissioner has spent a miserable day at the office. Aunt, you were bushed. Yeah, I have a lot on my mind, Leroy. Yeah? You know what I do when I feel low? What do you do, my boy? I have a big strawberry soda. Yes, yes. And just to show you what a pal I am when my uncle feels low, I'll have one with you. Hey. <laughs> no, I appreciate your sacrifice, Leroy, but no soda. Well, here's Mr. Peavy's drugstore. It won't be any trouble. I'll be glad to do it for you. Leroy, I am no longer trading with Mr. Peavy. What's the matter? He cut off your credit? <laughs> well, yes. But I stopped trading there first. No kidding. What's the matter with you and Mr. Peavy? There's nothing the matter with me. Hey, let's cross the street and go by Floyd Munson's barbershop. Leroy, let's stay on our own side of the street. But he's one of your buddies. From now on, we're taking our barbering somewhere else. Yeah? Why? I don't get it. Well? Look, there's Mr. Munson standing in the window. Why is he pulling down the shades? If I know Floyd, he's watering his hair tonic. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, he wouldn't do that. No, I guess not. So what's the matter, Unc? You're off Mr. Peavy and you're off Mr. Munson. What's the matter with you and the Jolly Boys? Leroy, you may as well know. I'm off the Jolly Boys. We're not on speaking terms. I'll have nothing to do with them. You're kidding, Hunk. No, I am not. I'm through with them for good. boys. They aren't much of a social contact anyway. If I want to improve myself, why don't I read a book tonight? Sure. Let's see what I have here. A little dusty. (coughs) This book isn't too thick. Around the world in 80 days. No, I started that once. I wonder what Bronco and Marjorie are doing. Hello, kitties. Oh, hi, Mr. Gildersleeve. Hello, Unky. How did the Jolly Boy's election turn out last night? The election? Oh, poor Unky. He isn't a very jolly boy tonight. Oh? I thought you had a plan to get reelected. Didn't it work? There was nothing wrong with the plan, Bronco. It's just that some people can't stand criticism. Everybody agreed it was a fine idea. But the minute we started pointing out each other's faults, everybody got mad at everybody else. And the meeting broke up. I can't understand it. That's too bad. Yeah, but it's probably all for the best. True friends wouldn't act that way. Real friends welcome suggestions for self-improvement, the way we do here in the little family. You're absolutely right, Unky. Well, Mr. Gildersleeve, we're pretty open-minded around here. You bet. There are plenty of little things around here we could be touchy about if we wanted to. Like what, Unky? Well, yeah, I take this morning. When Bronco suggested that you didn't handle money well. Oh, well, the reason for that is I don't get enough practice. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes, I recall you paid six ninety-five for a hat, and Bronco said it was a mistake. But you didn't get upset. Why, it was a mistake. I shouldn't have bought such a cheap hat. I should have paid at least fifteen dollars. 
$15 for a hat? <laughs> Mr. Gildersleeve, if you ever get married, be sure you get a girl who knows the value of a dollar. Bronco Thompson. Now, kiddies. How much did you pay for that horrible Hawaiian sports shirt? That was a bargain. A bargain? I saw it on sale at Hogan Brothers for half what you paid. The trouble with you is you just don't know how to shop. Is that so? Now, Marjorie, you're making a mistake telling your husband how to spend his money. His money? It's our money. Yeah, and we'd have a little more of it, too, Marge, if you knew how to stay within a budget. I'm glad you mentioned budget. You owe me $5 from last week. All right. Here's my wallet. Take it. Go on. Take it all. Spend it like water. No, Bronco, I don't think that's quite the right attitude either. Mr. Gildersleeve, are you going to criticize the way I handle my affairs, too? You owe no, Bronco. Well, that's good. Because if I pressed, I could think of a few mistakes the water commissioner makes. Never mind. I know what I just made. <laughs> Bronco Thompson, I'll show you. I'm going to get the receipts I paid. Well, I'm going to get the bills I haven't paid. I'm going to get my hat and get out of here. <laughs> be an easier way for people to improve themselves than being told how to do it. Jolly Boys Club is broken up. House is in an uproar. It's early. There must be somewhere I can go tonight. Say, there's a light on in the Jolly Boys Club. You wonder if that's been burning since last night. Yeah, it won't do any harm to run up and turn it off. I'm still president. Hmm. Smells like old cigars. I love this place. Here was that. Somebody's here. Well, Floyd, Phoebe. Good evening, Mr. Gildersleeve. Uh, hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. <laughs> what are you fellas doing up here? No place else to go. Who is this? Well, the peeve told his wife about the meeting last night. Yeah, I pointed out some of her fault. <laughs> she ran him out of the house. Oh, my goodness. Floyd, what about you? Me and Lovey ain't speaking either. <laughs> well, I guess it was all my fault. I'm sorry, fellows. Who's that coming up? Hello, fellas. <laughs> Hi, Chief. Oh. What brings you up here, Chief? Well, I saw a light in the window and thought I ought to investigate. I'm Chief of Police, you know. <laughs> who? Now, who can that be? Good evening, gentlemen. Well, <laughs> it's the judge. I was driving by and I saw you coming in, Chief, and I wondered what was going on. It's a meeting? In... Well... Everybody's here. I guess we could have a meeting. Why not? You can't go home anyway. <laughs> well, then why not have a meeting? True, we drifted apart last night, but now we're together again in the bonds of fellowship. All we have to do is elect our president. Fellow jolly boys, there's long been a sore need. Hey, in wait a minute, Judge. Hold it. What? Commish, you're off that project kick, ain't you? You bet, Floyd. And I move we get back to the singing by re-electing the commission unanimously. All in favor, say aye. 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 You're not going wrong with that. Well, in the interest of harmony, I withdraw my hat from the ring. Now, Judge, I'll vote for you. Now, thank you, Gildy. But under your leadership, I'm sure the Jolly Boys will go on to bigger and better things. No, no, Then Maybe we will return. <laughs> okay, gang, for the president. I guess I am. <laughs> I'm a jolly good fellow that nobody can Great Gildersleeve will be with us again in just 30 seconds. Tell me, do you have Velveeta in your icebox right now? 
If you do, you probably know how delicious Kraft's pasteurized processed cheese food tastes and how nourishing it is, too, because you enjoy it in snacks and sandwiches. But tell me, do you cook with Velveeta? Cook with Velveeta, the cheese food of finest quality made only by Kraft. Yes, I'm home, my boy. Marjorie, Bronco. You and the Jolly Boys still battling? Hello, Anki. Hi, Mr. Gildersleeve. You and the Jolly Boys still battling? Yeah, Bronco, I've been a little concerned about you and Marjorie. You were sort of unhappy with each other when I left. Oh, that's all forgotten. We're too much in love to quarrel, aren't we, darling? Sure. <laughs> I've got a wonderful wife. Isn't she sweet, Mr. Gildersleeve? You bet. Oh, Bronco's my big old sugar plum. Oh, brother. <laughs> I married a doll, Mr. Gildersleeve. Hey, Unc, start him fighting again. This is sickening. <laughs> I go to bed. Good night, folks. Great Gildersleeve is played by Willard Waterman. The show is written by John Elliott and Andy White and is partially transcribed. Included in the cast are Walter Tetley, Mary Lee Robb, Lillian Randolph, Dick Crenna, Arthur Q. Bryan, Ken Christie, Earl Ross, and Dick LeGrand. Musical compositions by Jack Meekin. This is John Heaston saying goodnight for the Kraft Foods Company, makers of those famous Kraft quality foods. Be sure to listen in next Wednesday and every Wednesday for the further adventures of the Great Gildersleeve. You know, it takes three things to make a sandwich. The bread, then meat or cheese or egg, whatever you like best in between. And the third thing is mm, mm, a touch of real mustard. For when you add a little mustard, you add a lot of tang. Get Kraft's prepared mustard. Your humble host is next on NBC. Well, I don't know if things went just as Gildersleeve had wanted them to go. You know, he never planned on everybody getting mad over the, over the constructive criticism. But you know what? That's what can happen. Sometimes you got to be careful with those suggestions. Yeah, there you have the great Gildersleeve from October 3rd of 1951. Now, you might say that today, here on the Sounds Like Radio program, your humble host has thrown out the rule book. He's thrown it out. He's stomped on it. <laughs> I, I can't, the reason why, I can't figure out any song to go with the plot of constructive criticism. So rather than beat my, beat my head on the wall like Daddy done did with the Andrews sisters, I'm just going to play some songs that I like, and I think you're going to like them too. Yeah, that's the, that's the idea when I get stumped. <laughs> when I get stumped on songs, figuring out which ones to go with the plot, I, I just throw out that rule book and start playing some goodies that you're going to like. Speaking of which, here is our house singer to sing, My Baby Just Cares For Me.
just has a head cold. <laughs> That's what's wrong with her. Eh, hey, well, she likes you, so don't question it. That's what I say. Duh, just don't question it. Uh, Bing Crosby, our house singer here on Sounds Like Radio. I am your humble host. We hope you're enjoying today's freewheeling program where I'm just playing you some songs I happen to like. And there I now will turn to one of my favorite little ladies to sing a song for us, Joni James. She was so cute. She sang a lot of songs in the, in the late 50s and early 60s, and then, well, she sort of disappeared. If you ask me, she left the scene too soon. I mean, she didn't die. She just stopped recording. Well, one of Joni James' best songs is... There goes my heart. Here is Joni James on Sounds Like Radio. There goes my finish for Joni. Will someone go collect that heart? I mean, it's rolling around out there on the street, and you know, Joni James needs it. Yeah, that was a big hit for Joni James, and there goes my heart. Uh, I like Joni James. She has such a nice, sweet little voice. Yeah. Uh, today we're playing some of our favorite songs, songs we like, and songs we hope 
you like. That's what we're doing because I've thrown the rule book out. I said I am giving up trying to match songs to the Greek Gildersleeve plot. It's just impossible with some plots like today's. You, I, 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 I challenge you. I challenge you now to find a song that has constructive criticism in the title or even that talks about constructive criticism. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't find one. So, threw out the rule book, and we're just playing some nice songs I think you're going to like. Yeah, speaking of which, Vaughn Monroe, he must have took up what the Andrew sisters were doing. Maybe the maybe you heard about it. It, it happened in 1961 that the Andrews sisters decided to record their hits in stereo. Uh, we played you one of them earlier today. And that was the same year, 1961, when Vaughn Monroe decided he'd sing his songs in stereo too. He'd record an album featuring all of his greatest hits from the 1940s. This time, though, he was in great voice, by the way, still. This time, he'd sing them in stereo. And I love it. Here is, from 1961, Vaughn Monroe singing in stereo. Uh, this comes from the album Vaughn Monroe, his greatest hits. Singing in stereo. Hmm, you hear that song in the background? <laughs> Maybe that's going to give you a hint. Yeah, it does. Here's Vaughn Monroe and Red Roses for a Blue Lady. Yeah. song for him back in the 1940s and in 1961. He recorded it in stereo and I like it a lot. You know, Vaughn still had a great voice in 1961, so I'm very happy he recorded his songs in stereo one more time. Well, friends, it's just about time to put on our big old hat 
and say so long till next time. But no, uh uh-uh, no, there's one more guy who wants to sing a song. Here is the great Waylon Jennings and one of my all-time favorite songs for you. Here is Waylon Jennings and Amanda. I've held it all in words. God knows I've tried. But it's an awful awakening in a country boy's life To look in the mirror in total surprise At the hair on my shoulders and the age in my eyes have made you a gentleman's wife Amanda the light of my life fate should have made you a gentleman's on song Waylon Jennings big hit for him Amanda isn't that song great I love that song one of my all time favorite songs and definitely one of my favorite Waylon Jennings songs you know Don Williams had a great voice and he also sang that song and well as tempted as I am to play a Don Williams version eh I got to look at the clock on the wall and says, Humble host. And I answer to the clock. I say, yes. It says, get on out of here. It's time to go. (laughs) When the clock says it's time, it's time. Yeah, I guess it is time. I am your humble host. We hope you enjoyed today's Great Gildersleeve from October 3rd, 1951. With a plot that was so hard to match songs to uh, I just threw out the old rule book and said heck with it I'm just gonna play some music I like and that you're gonna like and we're all gonna sit here and like it together (laughs) I hope that's what you did well friends until next time I am your humble host maybe we'll return to our normal format where I can figure out songs to go with the Gildersleeve plots Maybe not. I don't know. We'll find out next time on Sounds Like Radio.
I am your humble host. Hope you enjoyed the show. Till next time, goodbye for now. And thanks for listening. Thank you.